0: the following program is your wake-up call listener discretion advised
1: Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Progressive Union. I am your host, Doreen DeLeonardo, broadcasting to you from New York City. We report the news the corporate media ignores. Joining me for this hour, as always, is my husband and co-host, Tony DeLeonardo. Welcome Welcome to to Show 200. 200. Can you
0: believe we
1: got to 200 episodes? And I haven't
0: gotten one g-string from any groupie <laughs> yet after 200 shows.
1: That's that. That's the only reason Tony decided to do this.
0: Why else would I do it?
1: When I asked him, uh, and he's been such a willing participant, and I couldn't do it without him. Um, so yes, show 200. So in honor of the fact that we've been doing this program for, I think it's six and a half years now. Um. We wanted to kind of talk about the things that they make us fear and the things that we should be concerned about. And those are two different realities that are present uh, in our culture right now. <clears throat> and the reason why people think the way we, they do. So um, I was watching, well, let me first touch on this couple of things, a little housekeeping. I watched Bill Maher this week, I didn't pay attention to it fully. Because little by little, I'm sort of getting less interested in Bill Maher every day because he's doing exactly what the rest of the media is doing and saying that America doesn't want socialism. Meanwhile, most of the things Americans
0: love—America doesn't, but I do.
1: Most of the peop- most of the things that people love about America and wh- and the things that government do for them is socialism. Right. We can go through the list, right? Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, um, public uh, streets, right? Streets that are uh, repaired by the
0: government. And what I do, garbage collection. That's
1: right. The garbage being collected. Public libraries. I was in a library today. Um, and you know what's really funny? Socialism also applies to uh, the military, Because that is all government money that comes from taxpayer dollars, your money, that is funding the biggest military operation the world has ever seen. And that is also socialism. So, I mean, the whole country's built on socialism. So the fact that they keep saying, oh, you know, they don't want that pesky health insurance that actually pays for stuff. They'd rather go to the, the Canadian border people to get their insulin for 24 bucks instead of you know, paying thousands of dollars or dying. Like, they'd much rather have that. But they're so uh, blatantly, completely disconnected from the real American people, the real Americans, as Sarah Palin would say. But they are disconnected from the real Americans because from coast to coast, people are not doing well. And the funniest thing about that show and the thing that perked my ears up Was they were sitting there. It was Richard Engel, Bill Maher. And honestly, I can't even remember who the other talking heads were.
0: Richard Engel surprises me. He doesn't know what's going on. Well,
1: Richard Engel is a foreign correspondent. And he said, when I come back from overseas, I find America to be very angry. And they all scratch their heads, these people, well-educated people, right, that make millions of dollars. Why is everyone so angry? You know, let's talk about why they're because angry. Because of the
0: place Richard angles half the time he's running around in the Middle East ducking in and out of burned out buildings and bombs and and then mm-hmm. and he comes back and he sees America and he says well you know at least you're not being he probably thinks well you got it good here
1: well I he didn't really elaborate he just, just said "Because
0: bombs are not dropping on our roofs doesn't mean <laughs> he things are he rubberful. just didn't
1: understand why and none of them did why people are angry and wound up like tighter than a bowl of yarn they're angry because their children are swimming in student loan debt they're angry because everything goes up and their wages stay stagnant, and they have for thirty years. They're worried because they don't have enough money to retire, or they have nothing to retire. They're worried because they can't get a job, or they see all the stores around them closing.
0: There was a couple that committed a murder suicide because they couldn't afford health care.
1: Oh, I never heard that story.
0: Yeah, I saw a picture of them.
1: I'm not. I'm sure that's happened a lot more often than we know.
0: They did a little Romeo and Juliet now because horrible. they couldn't get RX.
1: See. And this is a country that we live in. Um, you know, people are angry because maybe they're upset that the environment is being destroyed around them. Maybe they don't have clean water to drink. There's many flints out there. Now we,
0: yeah, well, Newark, now it it's starting.
1: There are many cities. They just don't talk about it. They All they talk about is Russia's going to steal the election, which we're going to get to in a couple of minutes. So they can understand, like, oh, people can't get health insurance. You lose your job. Oh, well, they keep saying people really want to keep that employer health insurance. Really? When you lose your job, you lose it. And most of the time, the deductible is like one to $8,000. So you really can't use it because you got to pay for your doctor's visit. So there's a million reasons why people aren't happy. They can't afford to buy a house. It's it, ill-affordable. They can't find affordable housing. Apartment is too expensive. There's there's so many reasons why people are miserable and unhappy. Uh, I I just can't believe that they can't figure that one out. Mass shootings. Every time we wake up in the morning, there's another mass shooting. People are sick of that. I mean, there's a lot of things to be depressed. Depressed. About. I've heard people that woman. their children's children have literally died because they cannot get insulin in this country, and you can go to Canada yeah, and get it for twenty four dollars. Twenty four dollars. Well, all they talk about on our media, and our media, I would say, the fake liberal media like MSNBC and CNN, they are not liberal. So if you believe they are and you're watching that every day, you're being brainwashed. It's not liberal media. They're corporatists. They make thirty thousand plus a day. They're told this is what you tell the American people: brainwash, oh. brainwash, brainwash, brainwash.
0: I watch, and then when I don't like what I hear, I'm like, go chase yourself. And I turn well, we it off. just
1: watch it to keep up what lies they're I go telling. I back people.
0: To a, I go back to the mass reruns. Right.
1: So they have been pushing. So let's you know, um, let's let's go down the path. So they've been pushing since you know Bernie was number one at one point in the polls, okay, but you can't believe the polls either, because the polls said Hillary was going to win too, so, but they were like, what are we going to do about Bernie? We did an episode, people listen to that episode quite often, okay, so they have tried every different candidate right, to to get rid of Bernie and knock him off the top, okay the same guy that's talking about socialism, seems a lot of people like him, and they don't like that because that doesn't suit their donors and, uh Uh, They're corporate masters, so they're trying to get everybody to believe that socialism is bad. The next time somebody says they don't like socialism, tell them, please send me your Social Security check because that's socialism, and please don't get Medicare. People that have millions of dollars, they do a jig when they get to be on Medicare. I've known people that are very rich that could write a check for any procedure, and when they get Medicare, they're dancing on their tippy toes because they love Medicare. So they say I don't like socialism, but they take it. Anne Rand did that. Anne Rand, who was the woman that was against all social programs, right? Atlas Shrugged and and, uh Rand The Fountainhead. Was as ugly as sin. Oh stop.
0: And full of boop.
1: She was, but she took Medicare when she had cancer. So these people are hypocrites. They don't want you like socialism. That is the
0: one thing about communism I hate about Russia. If Russia would have stayed a democracy, we wouldn't have had to deal with Anne Rand because she never would have came over here. Well,
1: anyway, so they're pushing that, the corporatists, and they're trying to tell you only Joe Biden can win against Trump because Joe Biden will continue. No, there continue was another
0: poll. They said that if Bernie and, and Elizabeth Warren ran together. Her. They could go over Trump.
1: Oh yeah, they would. I believe that those two would win. Would be Trump, no, and I believe. Not now, Kat. Move. And I believe that's a little bonbon. I don't know if she can get down from here.
0: Well, she's gonna have. Oh, to.
1: she wants to sit with her daddy. How cute is that? Look how pretty. Oh, she's
0: so pretty. She's
1: our black and white cat, and she loves Tony. Look, she's sitting right next to you. She knows it's a big day. at show two hundred. Big and
0: round and a pain in the. Poop.
1: No, she lost like two pounds. She's much slimmer. She's like Delta Burke of kittens. Very pretty, a little chubby, but she's less chubby now. Anyway, we're losing our minds here. Um, so that's what they're pushing, okay? Um, so as we say that there are lunatics on the right, okay, and they believe that their problems are caused by Honduran moms who are crossing the border with their barefoot babies, okay? They're wrongheaded, right? So we believe that they're... It's ridiculous that they think that that, that's their problem. That's why everything is wrong in their life. The same can be said by the left or the Democrats over their hysteria of this so-called Russian interference in our elections. They're also completely off base. But the reason why both sides are doing that, because they both work for the same people. See, that's the thing that's really going to depress all of you (laughs) as we celebrate this day of 200 shows, is that... Now she wants to be with me.
0: Well, she can't be with you You because now she's sitting on on She's on my nose.
1: You know what it is? We haven't been home a lot lately and she's missing us. Okay, now you can be my mommy. All right? So both sides are waging the same effort, right, with their beasts. They're making you be afraid of other things that distracts you from what's really going on. So they're trying to make it like, The immigrants are your problem on the right and they're making like Russian interfered with our election. That was our big problem in 2016 when the reality was we had a terrible campaign. She had no message whatsoever and they took Donald Trump for granted and Donald Trump was doing actually. Our message
0: was I want to be the first woman president and uh, I'm with her and uh, go to our website Hillary.com. Right,
1: exactly. So. But the fact of the matter is, if you're worried about what you should really be worrying about is when you go to the polls to cast your vote, okay? Because we're going to start voting soon. And I'm worried here. At- you
0: know what you should worry about? Everybody's going to die. Tony. But, no, really. Eventually think, about, think about it. Well, eventually we're all going to die, of course. Time runs out for everybody. Yeah. We have to die with a little dignity. Of course we do. With a roof over our heads and a full belly. That's right. And, Everyone you know, deserves the that. Boiler, the boiler, you're not sitting there freezing like those commercials with these uh, these Soviet, these old uh, people that are wandering around in their little houses. No, like I agree kaput. with you. Well,
1: we've earned, not only that, Tony, it's not like a handout. We've earned yeah, the benefits they, that they we have. They took it
0: from us, whether we wanted it or not, and now I want it back.
1: Right. So, at, but let's just stay with the voting. So, the only thing we have is our vote. And this really should concern you. So both sides are chipping away at our vote. It's not just the Republicans because or the Russians, because that's all you'll hear about. You'll only hear about the fact that, oh, those da- Republicans, you know, the, the, the uh, Chris Kobach, which we have a little clip about Chris Kobach. And, oh, there's, you know, states that are purging voters' lists. And they usually talk about only the red states. I'm going to tell you something that's not going to make you happy. The bluest of the blue states do the same because their donors, again, are the same donors as the Republicans. Okay? Oh, remember, Tony gets so he he always says, why do you repeat this? Remember the the plan that we are defending all the time as Democrats. Obamacare is really a Republican plan. They had a plan. Ah. We have it. Obama impl- implemented the Heritage Foundation plan that came from Mitt Romney. So we didn't really get anything from the Democrats.
0: I read the plan. It, and I, what did I say to you? I said, this doesn't sound that lot terrific. No, it's a
1: gift to the corporations. I says, they couldn't
0: come up with anything better than and this. And
1: obviously, if people are still driving to places, borders, to other countries to get medicine, that people are committing suicide because they don't have health insurance, we've had friends that have died because they could not afford health insurance or can barely buy their health insurance and they can't use it because they can't afford to use it with the deductibles and the co-pays, then obviously Obamacare did not solve the problem. People know that because they're living it. So both sides are working against you. I'm just letting you know. Like If you have any illusions that the Democrats, that Kamala Harris, Pete Buttigieg, Joe Biden, uh, Amy Klobuchar, who am I missing? Cory Booker, who else do we got? Did I miss anyone? Those are like the real corporatists. All uh, Hick and Looper, and who's the other Always one?
0: A loser. Who's
1: the other guy?
0: Bennett, Delaney.
1: Bennett, Delaney. They don't give up mm, about you, they don't care. They are moderates. Uh, they'll elude that they're going to get something done. They'll pass little things that are kind of watered down and nothing of any importance. Their goal will be they to keep everything the same.
0: They'll do it because they know the people are too lazy to read.
1: Well, not only that, they're banking on the following they're banking on the Democrats being so happy to get rid of Trump that they'll take anyone. Anyone but Trump. That's some of the mantra on a lot of people's pages. By the way, as
0: we're recording this, Trump is at some factory with a bunch of bobbleheads with fluorescent vests behind him in Pennsylvania somewhere, some town I've never even heard of. He always picks these tank towns to touch down. Yeah, well, them.
1: because it's safe territory for him because they like him. Yeah. They like him. So he, he's not going to get any pushback. They're back. all
0: sitting there with the big grins on their faces.
1: So let's do let's do a clip. So Ooh, we're just going to do. Trump is going to save
0: my job. Yeah, so good luck.
1: Let's let's go with the the obvious. Okay. So this first clip is going to be about Chris Kobach, um, and about his efforts for voter suppression. Uh, clip number one.
2: More restrictive immigration policy might make a racist happy, but that doesn't mean that having secure borders is racist. That's Chris Kobach the Secretary of State in Kansas. Kobach is best known for spearheading President Trump's Commission on Election Integrity, an agency that searches for voter fraud cases in the 2016 election. Do you believe Hillary Clinton won the popular vote by three to five million votes? You know, we may never know the answer to that. We, we, We will probably never know the answer to that question. But that's just his side hustle. Kobach has been working his way up the Republican ladder for a long time. And now... Today, I'm announcing my candidacy for governor of the state of Kansas. Prior to his career in politics, Kobach attended some of the most illustrious colleges in the world. As a law student at Yale, a fellow schoolmate recounted a vital college debate when Kobach defended California's Prop 187, a poll to block undocumented immigrants from access to state services. While the other pro-187 debaters were careful to distinguish between the legal and illegal process, Kobach struck me, even then, as far more xenophobic than other Yale conservatives. Um, what I would suggest they do is that they go back to their home country, get in line with the hundreds of thousands of people from their home country who are trying to do it legally. We forget about the people who are, you know, trying to follow but our these laws. these dreamers are here I suggest legally. they try to follow our laws too. Kobach graduated in 95 and became a law professor at the University of Missouri, Kansas City. Kobach took a leave of absence when President Bush awarded him a White House Fellowship in the Department of Justice in 2001. This gave Kobach his first taste of the world of politics. After the fellowship, Kobach worked under Attorney General John Ashcroft, as his chief advisor on immigration and border security issues. Under Ashcroft, Kobach spearheaded the National Security Entry-Exit Registration System, which recorded the arrival, length of stay, and departure of certain individuals from specific countries. The program folded in 2011, but not before registering 93,000 people, none of whom were prosecuted on terrorism charges. But NSEERS might be making a comeback. In November 2016, Kobach was photographed with Trump holding notes he failed to hide. At the very top of the list, update and reintroduce the NSEERS screening and tracking system. In 2011, Kobach became the Secretary of State in Kansas. He garnered many endorsements, namely from the self-proclaimed toughest sheriff in America, Joe Arpaio.
3: uh, Why are you a racist against Latinos?
1: Well, I'm not going to get into my personal life.
2: Kobach gained national attention for his hard-lined outlook on immigration. He was the co-author of SB 1070, a racial profiling law passed in Arizona, which gave police officers the right to pull over anyone who they perceived to be foreign. Kobach crafted another law quickly after securing his new position. He implemented the SAFE Act, a law which aims to combat voter fraud. A recent report shows that the law might be disenfranchising eligible black voters. Kobach has called for the release of Obama's birth certificate. Even after Obama released it, Kobach insisted that he needed additional evidence before he'd allow the former president's name to appear on Kansas's ballot. Love your brother. As Kobach's schoolmate said after witnessing one of Kobach's Yale debates, I remember thinking, this dude is really smart and really scary. Remember his name. Because he'll be back with a vengeance. So
1: Chris Kobach is—he's a, is, a reprehensible character. Um, very, very involved in the Trump campaign. Uh, raised money for him. He also was part of that Mike Pence and him teamed up for that uh, voter commission, which. Wasn't around for very long, you know, looking for, you know, the 3 million immigrants that voted in the election that shouldn't, okay. They were trying to do this in the Bush years, too, and they could never find huge amounts of voter um, fraud, okay. There's just not, there isn't voter fraud. It just doesn't exist. I work the polls here in New York City. There's no voter fraud. They're just, it doesn't exist. It's anonymously. It's it, it's a fairy tale that the right First of all, pedals. half the
0: time, people don't even show up to vote. They're well, going to show up three and four times to vote.
1: Well, that's <laughs> another thing. The
0: line is too long. Well, no.
1: Their contention is that. Well, they waited a longer line of a Starbucks. No, their contention is that people are registered to vote that are not really eligible to vote, like somebody who's foreign who did not become a citizen. It just doesn't exist, okay? And you, what you just said about people posing as other people, Tony's right. I work the polls. There are people, this is right around the corner from where we live, and people cannot make it there, and they come to vote in the presidential election, they think they're a voter. They think they're a voter. Like, they did their job. I'm like, you only came like once in four years there's a million other races that were run, you know, local elections. So Tony's right, and you have to know which polling place and who you're making pretending to be, and they don't make sure they didn't come before you. Well, you and
0: remember, after you, you, you two cycles, and you're out of the vote, you're out of the roll. Well, in
1: some cases. So, so we're going to.
0: How are you stealing votes when you're not, not in the book? to begin Well, with? not.
1: A, well, that's another. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to the purging in, in two minutes. So that's the real problem. The real problem is not people. Not voting that shouldn't vote. The real problem is what we call the purge. And I'm not talking
0: about the movie. Which I've never seen and I never planned to. No, but this is a real a real purge. Because when I hear of the word purge, binge and purge. These people that eat like pigs and then they go stick their oh, that's down so down gross.
1: their People do that. That's called bulimia. It's a disease. It's a psychological yeah. disease. They so actually have to go for therapy for that. Look at Bon Bon. Nobody can see how cute she is. You know, when we start doing YouTube, bon bon is
0: all binge and no purge. When we start, yeah, <laughs> I know, right?
1: When we start doing YouTube, you might see well, our little butt babies. She will
0: purge in the litter box. That's
1: oh, that's in our future. Doing YouTube, I don't know if it's going to be this year, but it's it's going to be soon. Anyway, um, so now let's listen to another clip, okay? That talks about another thing that you should be concerned about, okay? Um, this clip is Why American why American Voters' Registrations Are Disappearing, and this is The Purge. Clip number two.
0: This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual Purge. Your government thanks you for your participation.
3: The Purge. It's coming. No, not that Purge. This one. What's known as a purging of the voter rolls. Election purging. Election purging. Purging. Voter purge.
0: Purges people from its voter
1: rolls.
3: 125,000 voters purged from voter lists. But what exactly is a voter purge and how scared should we be? Voter purges happen when state election officials attempt to clean up the list of eligible voters to filter out anyone who is ineligible, the deceased or people with disqualifying criminal convictions, or anyone who might have a duplicate registration because of a change of address. The problem is, when purges are done wrong, they can get rid of legitimate voters from the roll without them knowing, or when it's too close to an election to allow them to vote. Some states, like Georgia, purge voters by applying exact match standards, where each number and letter in voter registration paperwork, down to hyphens and middle initials, must exactly match the information on your government documents. Take John Paul Doe, for example. He's got a name with a hyphen in it, and this is how it's written on official documents like his driver's license. If his voter registration form is missing that hyphen, that can get John Paul kicked off the list of registered voters and unable to cast a ballot. Purged. Other states have found a loophole with use it or lose it laws. If a registered voter skips an election, they get a mailer from local election officials to confirm their information. If they don't mail it back and then miss two more elections, the state can take them off of the list of registered voters purged. Ohio has one of the strictest laws which allows them to initiate this removal process if you skip even just a single federal election. Earlier this year, the Supreme Court upheld that law, paving the way for other states to do the same. According to the Brennan Center for Justice, widespread voter purges between 2014 and 2016 have led to the removal of almost 16 million U.S. voters from the rolls. That's almost 4 million more names purged from the rolls than were purged between 2006 and 2008. So what accounts for the increase? For the first explanation, we have to go back to 2009. Back then, Democrats fully controlled 27 state legislatures. But if you look at the map of party control right before the 2018 midterms, you can see it's a lot more red. When Republicans took control of these states, they passed new laws making it harder to vote. All in the name of... Voter fraud. fraud.
1: ...allegations of voter fraud, claims of widespread voter fraud.
3: But here's the thing. Research shows the paranoia far outweighs the amount of voter fraud that actually happens. Multiple investigations have found no evidence of widespread voter fraud. One study that looked at voter impersonation nationwide between 2000 and 2014 found just 35 total credible accusations of fraud. That's out of more than 800 million ballots cast in general elections alone. So if that's the case, why does the myth of widespread voter fraud live on? In part because the myth fuels policies like purges. The purges disenfranchise minority voters who tend to move more often and are more likely to have common last names that can trigger false duplicates. These voters tend to lean Democratic, so by suppressing their votes, it can become an electoral strategy. Part of the game plan for keeping this map red. Republican politicians have said as much.
1: We want to do everything we can to uh, help our side, and sometimes we think that's voter ID, sometimes we think that's longer lines, whatever it may be.
3: There's another reason for the increase in voter purges, a monumental Supreme Court decision in 2013.
0: The court effectively gutted the Voting Rights Act.
1: Voting Rights Act was gutted. 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 Guts the entire Voting Rights Act.
3: The law had a key requirement for states and districts that historically discriminated against minorities. To alter their election laws, they'd have to get federal approval to make sure the laws weren't discriminatory. But in 2013, when the Supreme Court struck down the Voting Rights Act, Republican-controlled Southern states passed an unprecedented wave of voter suppression laws. Few GOP politicians embody this trend more than Georgia's Brian Kemp. While he was running for governor against Democrat Stacey Abrams, Kemp, as Secretary of State, was in the unique position of regulating his own election. Kemp oversaw the purging of 1.5 million voters. One report found he purged over 100,000 people, largely for not voting. And another report found that of the 53,000 voter registrations on hold for violating the state's exact match standard, 70% were filed by black residents. So, this
1: is a problem. You really have to be vigilant and check your voter registration. I know here in New York we can check it online to make sure that we're in the book. The book doesn't actually exist anymore. We're now using tablets. That's just a whole nother conversation. Anyway, so you really need to check because they clean the rolls. Now... They, make, they put it under the guise of, oh, you know, people died, people moved, but that's not really what they're doing. And this is both parties.
0: Let me tell you something. When I go to the polls for the next presidential or the primary, and I don't see, and I can't vote for either Tulsi or Bernie. You'll
1: be coming to my table because you there vote.
0: There will be a problem. So there's
1: a disenfranchisement Bernie, that's Tulsi, going on. And they want to do that because they want to make sure that we don't get what we want, okay? They're making a very big effort, okay, to make sure that the guy that wants socialism or anybody that's progressive becomes in charge because that's going to be a big game changer and that's going to hurt their bottom line.
0: Yeah, it means they're going to have to pony up more. So the thing I'm going to go... And they don't want to do that.
1: Well, and and where I'm going to now is, okay, so we've heard about... Some of the states that you know the um, Voting Rights Act you know affected because when they gutted it, all those states that had a history of disenfranchising and and discrimination to certain voters now they don't have to give, get permission to make changes, which is terrible. So we you know and also about you know Chris Kobach and his cross check efforts, but the thing is is that. It's even happened here in good old, supposedly blue, controlled by the Democratic Party. Like 80% of this state, 90% of this city is controlled by Democrats. Democrats rule here. So you would think in this state we would have tons of progressive programs, right? We would have no problem with any kind of voter purge, especially of Democrats. So, well, that's not true. Even in the state that's supposed to be so blue, controlled by so-called Democrats, we had a purge. And this was very, it was not reported because we were so distracted by Donald Trump and it was right after the inauguration, that whole crazy thing with Sean Spicer, with the crowd size, it happened right in that moment that this story broke. So only people that lived here that were very um, laser focused on New York politics, especially city politics, paid attention. We, we knew it happened and I knew it because I knew some of my voters were not in the book that should have been in the book. I knew something was wrong that day. So this comes from city and state. You know, this is a very popular, um, website, uh, here in New York city. And I was really surprised to see that they did this story and I'm happy that they did. So it says, this is, um, was written in 2018 and it said, New York City purged 200,000 voters in 2016. It wasn't a mistake. How, here's how so many New Yorkers were blocked from voting and why it could happen again. Again, I can't, I can't stress to you uh, more that these are Democrats doing this. They're in control. So there's a whole bunch of cases of people that came to vote, Brooklyn and Queens, Manhattan, and they weren't on the rolls. These are, they were all Democratic voters, all of them. So the then New York uh, Attorney General, uh, Eric Schneiderman, would eventually reveal that there, were, that there were 200,000 New York City voters who had been illegally wiped off the rolls and prevented from vo- voting in the presidential primary in 2016. But by January, 2017, when Schneiderman announced that he would intervene in a federal lawsuit against the New York city board of elections, along with the U S department of justice, the news fell on deaf ears. The announcement came just seven days after Donald Trump's inauguration. Although it was the first time the total number of purged voters had been disclosed the media was consumed by a different statistic: Trump's inauguration crowdside. At the same time, the snowballing narrative that Russia had hacked into the U.S. election would overshadow the indisputable fact that a domestic government agency committed election fraud. This is not me. This is facts. They even admitted to it. No one was fired. The lack of media attention. A lack of media attention was in stark contrast of the barrage of headlines about a right-wing push to purge eligible voters off the rolls, right? The Chris Colbatch that we listened to. Much of the media ignored New York's proven case of election fraud, perhaps because it had been facilitated by Democrats and not by the Kansas Secretary of State, Chris Kobach, a Republican with a national profile for championing stricter ID legislation. Schneiderman's lawsuit, which was initially launched by a coalition of three voter rights groups. um, Let's see. The New York City Board of Elections got caught with their hand in the cookie jar, said Jose Perez, a general counsel for the plaintiffs. Didn't he die? Uh what was a parole? No, no, not this guy. He was a lawyer oh, for no, them. In though. October 2017, the city's election board quietly settled the lawsuit by admitting it broke state and federal law. Please listen to that. They admitted to breaking laws. Again, no one went to jail. If it agreed to vague lists of reforms in a consent decree, including that it would overhaul the voter registration list maintenance procedures, adequately train relevant staff, and submit to regular monitoring of its voter registration list maintenance. You know what I call that? BS. But given the magnitude of of the malfeasance, especially the extent to which the board members at every level were accused of knowingly violating state and federal law. The settlement was a slap on the wrist. The three original plaintiffs plaintiffs, were fine with this. Who knows? Why were they fine with it? I don't know. Backroom deal. They said it was an important victory. Despite the so-called victory, the matter was swept under the rug. The press accepted at face value that Schneiderman had imposed an effective penalty for the crime. But a year after the the lawsuit's conclusion, there's scant evidence that the Board of Elections has done enough to clean up its act. And there's little sign that Democrats, who control much of New York's congressional district, the primary was also a turning point. Now, this is important. In the Democratic presidential race. And the 73 delegates were up for grabs in New York were crucial to winning the state. As the candidates entered the New York race for the primary, Clinton was leading Sanders by 209 pledged delegates. Although the New York Times Daily News News 8 all endorsed Clinton, the momentum was with Bernie Sanders, who had come off seven straight primary wins. Remember that? (coughs) <coughs> by 2016, Sanders had narrowed Clinton's initial 60-point lead with voters nationally to 10 points and appeared to be gaining on her. However, a Sanders victory in New York had been deemed a long shot based on Clinton's formidable support by local, the Democratic establishment. If endorsements, electoral history, or any guide, uh, it was said by the Observer, Clinton had in the bag.
0: Well, you know, but that's not what happened. What did I tell you? They weren't going to back Bernie. Bernie was running as an independent for years. They're not going to back him.
1: Well, they didn't back him because he's not a corporatist, and all of. And the only
0: reason he ran as a Democrat was because the the open primaries you can't get on the ballot. as Well, we don't have an open primary. That's right.
1: So, but but they don't back him because they're not progressive. They are corporatists. They're just like. They're soft Republicans. That's what they are. So here we go. Hillary
0: Clinton's the brain bug of that party anyway.
1: So let's see where we are. Um, Okay, here we go. Despite the predictions to the contrary, Clinton didn't actually have New York voters in the bag. Just the party elite, right? She's just like a Joe Crowley, right? The voters didn't really like her. The party liked her. Her leadership team's formation came a month after the Siena college poll revealed Clinton's popularity among state voters had reached a new low. Most New York voters looked her as unfavorable in an unfavorable light. For the first time ever, Hillary Clinton is underwater with New York City v- voters f- facing her worst favorability
0: ratings ever since she adopted the, the state. Of, and the joke of it is, she was a senator here.
1: Yes, so she should have been beloved by the people. That's how you know when you see in because the state,
0: she's got this way about her, but people liked Bernie too here. That rub people. That she rubs people the wrong way,
1: right? And because she wasn't, this was a populist election. Trump was talking populism, and so was Sanders. Okay, Sanders was just sincere about it, right? She's not a populist, so that's not was that was not going to drive her campaign, and they were nobody was responding to it. So, okay, let me get down to, so he did a lot of voter registration here, uh, Sanders. Uh, They really, really turned out the vote. Uh, They had a lot of support in Brooklyn. That's where the majority of the purge was, Democrats in Brooklyn that came to vote for Bernie. His crowd size here, I remember, he attracted 15,000 in one rally, 27,000 in another. Um, She was getting like a few hundred people. So size does matter. Bernie had the people. It was exploding here. I thought he might win here. And that's exactly what the party elites that control the state, that control the board of elections knew, saw.
0: Yeah, They knew if she lost here, they had a problem. And yes, she lost anyway. Right, but the problem... Yes, the problem is
1: is that they said, we have to purge these voters. We have to stop them from being able to vote because they might be voting for Sanders. So they had to, they, Hillary would win, this article says, if less people came out to vote. Low voter turnout. Republicans have the same strategy. Less people come to vote, they win. On, On our side, more people come to vote, we win. So they made sure that they purged the voter rolls so therefore Hillary would continue, would win. I, they fixed it. Yeah, she so, won the
0: battle and she lost the war. Exactly. She went and lost.
1: So 200,000 voters were purged. Uh, 126,000 were purged in Brooklyn and the remaining were 74,000 between Manhattan and Queens. So this is what happened. They admit to it. It's not, um, it's not disputed. No one, no one got uh, punished whatsoever. And anybody that, all right, so I'm going to tell you a little bit something about provisional ballots or affidavit ballots. Okay, so there are thousands, hundreds, millions of those votes that are cast. And that happens when when you go to your polling place, and either if you have an electronic way to look up your, your name in the voter rolls, or there's a book, if your name's not there, you cannot vote on the machine if there's a machine there for you to vote on. So they give you something called an affidavit ballot, and they give you an envelope that you have to fill out, and a ballot, and it doesn't go through the machine, and you bring it back to the poll worker, and it goes in an envelope. Okay, there's a few problems with that. Number one, those envelopes almost never get opened. Two... If something's missing on an envelope, like you didn't put today's date on it, or I don't know, your signature doesn't look exactly the same, or the poll worker didn't sign off on it, it doesn't get counted. So those votes are awful. So if you're not in the rolls and they took you off, you're out of luck. The only thing you can do here is go to a judge. You've got to go to Queens Boulevard here. And a lot of people don't have time for that. The other thing is this early voting stuff, which they've just started in New York. We're going to have early voting. I don't like it. I don't like it either. This is another effort because a lot of times the early vote is not counted, especially those affidavit and provisional ballots that people put. And that was in Wisconsin. That was in Michigan. They were never, ever counted. So... You have to be careful about who you're blaming and who you're worried about. Don't worry about the Russians, okay? That's not our problem. The problem is you not being on the voter rolls.
0: Don't worry about us, comrade. you're so funny. Don't worry about your own government. That's right. Because they are as crooked
1: as we are. You're funny. So it's not... Just the Democrat, the Republicans that are trying to take you off the rolls. Your own Democrats are doing it. Trust your old friend, Vlad. Oh, you're so funny. So I just wanted to make a little uh, note before we go on our break. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard is taking a pause from her campaign. She's going to be serving with uh, the Hawaii National Guard in Indonesia for, I think, two weeks. So she's pausing so she can do her service, um, which I think is wonderful. Of course, you know... If it was any other candidate, like let's say it was Pete Buttigieg, they'd be saying he was like Jesus. They would be like, oh, isn't he wonderful? You know? But Tulsi, they don't do that. There's people that call her a Russian bot. She's probably the most patriotic candidate I've seen in a long time, right? She's serving her country in two ways simultaneously. You already
0: have a Russian bot in government. Yeah, right. (laughs) Her name is Melania. Melania. The one that puts out the blood red Christmas trees at the White House.
1: Oh, my God. Remember that? That was awful. Very ghouly. So um, hopefully we'll get to see what she's doing there in Indonesia. And you know what? uh, Something else, like if, if you see a phone number come up you don't know, answer it because it could be a pollster. And everybody's looking to get poll numbers. I know Tulsi's looking to get 2% in a few more polls. So answer your friggin' phone. If you can do an online poll, do an online poll, you know, do them on Facebook, whatever, vote for your candidate you like, give, you know, support Tulsi. She should be on the stage. We support her. But, you know, she is talking about the military industrial complex and that money really should be used for the people, not for endless wars that none of us voted for and not even the Congress voted for. So we are going to take a short break and come trouble back with some so stories from Tony progressing. O
3: la la trouble so hard don't about and know my trouble for god don't about and know my trouble for god O la la trouble so hard O la la trouble so hard don't about and know
2: don't know
1: You are listening to the Progressive Union, fierce, factual, and always fun, delivered independent of corporate influence. Progressive Union, we are back. I am your host, Dorian D. Leonardo, sharing this monumental show 200 with you and my husband, Tony, and little Bon Bon here, our kitty cat. And another co-host,
0: Uncle <laughs> Vlad. Uncle Vlad.
1: Um, I want to remind you, follow us on Twitter, Progressive U, follow us on t- Facebook, The Progressive Union, go to our website, theprogressiveunion.com, um, listen to us on Podbeam Live 365. Hi, Vinny K. Um and iTunes that I can think of, and anywhere that you get your podcasts. All right, Tone, what you got there? Is there is another
0: syndrome. We have a syndrome? Psychologists are talking about. This is the first time I've ever heard this. This is why the people keep smiling and supporting Bozo the Clown as he keeps shoveling the boop into the trough, and they keep eating it. Oh, Trump. And eating it and stop chewing the wire bon, to the bon. microphone, bon bon. Bon bon. No,
1: bon bon.
0: It's time to bon bon to be retired from the console. Get rid of her. No. She's Get okay. Get rid of her. No, bon bon. Hey. No. No chewing of wires. Okay, I'll give her you something fool. else. Fool. <laughs> it is called the Dunning-Kruger effect and it may help explain Trump's support. Now, in the effect, the Dunning-Kruger effect, the effect is a type of cognitive bias where people with liter- a little expertise or ability assume that they have superior expertise or ability. That
1: makes sense, like That's, why they're the way they you are. You boil it
0: down. It's called delusional thinking. And they really,
1: but they really believe it. Like, have you ever encountered these Trump people? Yeah. They truly believe everything he says is true. Like, they believe that 3 million people voted illegally, Right. They believe that the immigrants are their, you know, the the big problem for them, and they're all like sneaking in all the time and taking their jobs. I tell
0: these people at my job. I says, who do you think lets them slip in through the cracks originally?
1: The rich people. That the rich the people slaves. that
0: turn around and use them to get your vote at election time. They're taking your job. Well,
1: you know what? Why don't you let them know there's some jobs in Mississippi at yeah. the hog plant, the slaughter. The plant. hog
0: plants. Go to the they car washes. Go to the diner kitchens. Yep. I did a week of scrubbing Wrestling pots and boot camp. Clubs. It's a job I wouldn't want to so, get. No,
1: every single place like that. I walked out of, North of there,
0: I looked like Mr. Bubble.
1: Spanish people, all Hispanic people. They yeah. have the worst jobs, the grunt jobs, and the ones that pay nothing.
0: Okay, now they have superior expertise or intellect. This overestimation occurs as a result of the fact that they don't have enough knowledge to know that they don't have enough knowledge. Is this Catch 22 with circular firing squad? What is this? Oh my god.
2: You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) This simple but loopy concept has been demonstrated dozens of times in well controlled psychology studies and in a variety of contexts. However, until now, the effect has not been studied in one of the most obvious and important realms political knowledge. A new study published in the Journal of Political Psychology carried out by the political scientist Ian Anson at the University mm-hmm. of Maryland, Baltimore County, not only found out that the Dunning-Kruger effect applies to politics, but it also appears to be exasper- exacerbated when partisan identities are made more salient. In other words, those who score low on political knowledge tend to overestimate their expertise. Well, that explains Rick Perry. Yeah. Even more than what I greater emphasis is placed on political affiliation. Okay, Anson told PsychPost that became increasingly interested in the effect after other academics were discussing its potential role in the 2016 U.S. presidential election on social media. I follow a number of political scientists who marveled at the social media pundit class' seemingly display of Dunning Krugerish tendencies in their bombastic coverage of the election. However, speculation by scientists does not always translate into statistically significant findings, so Anson began thinking of ways to experimentally test what he described as a very serious accusation. In order to have a large and representative sample of subjects, Dr. Anson administered w- online surveys to over 2,600 Americans. The first survey was designed to assess political knowledge, while the second was used to examine how confident they were in their knowledge. Questions quizzed participants on topics like names of cabinet members, the length of term limits of numbers of Congress, and the names of programs that the US government spends the least on. As predicted, the results showed those who scored low on political knowledge were also the ones who overestimated their, no- their level of the knowledge.
1: Yeah, yeah, it makes complete sense. Like Archie
0: Bunker, it's a known fact. Look right.
1: it up. And now we have a president that says stuff like that. He's, he 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 cites falsehoods and he says, "Oh, it's true." What? Okay. Like, whoever heard of the word alternate facts? It does. It, it, those are two options And it said names. here,
0: but that wasn't all. one. participants were given cues that made them engage in partisan thought. The Dunning-Kruger effect was made even stronger. This occurred with both Republicans and Democrats, but only in those who scored low on political knowledge to begin with. These findings were fascinating, but also troubling. How do you combat ignorance when the ignorant believe themselves to be knowledgeable?
1: See, Bon Bon's like, she doesn't agree.
0: (laughs) Even worse, how do you fight it when America is becoming increasingly polarized which certainly increases the salience of partisan identities.
1: This is very interesting. It ties in with what we're talking about.
0: And now we have another story that's going to even fry people's brains even further. 20,000 satellites for 5G to be launched to focus beams on intense microwave radiation across the entire Earth.
1: Oh my God, we don't need that. We already have too much.
0: You know, if anybody remembers the movie Night of the Living Dead, that's what was causing the bodies to reanimate and go out and take a bite out of your ass. (laughs) The zombies, because radiation from the space probe, Mm -hmm. the Venus probe they were talking about, another little uh, snippet with the black and white footage.
1: I forget all of it. Yeah, because it's a great
0: movie. But George Romero was playing the reporter, but he was the actual director, and he's running around. Well, what happened? Oh, they had to destroy the space probe before it reached Earth because of the radiation levels. And then the radiation showered all across the Earth anyway. Well, it's and before you know it, zombies. Well,
1: all these waves that are in the air really, like, crush people. Like, they push you down. They actually cause, like, people to be, like, depressed, almost in a depressed state. It's really unhealthy.
0: Now, it says here, public attention about 5G has been focused on the plans of telecom companies to install millions of small electric utility poles on public buildings and schools, on bus stop shelters, in public parks, and anywhere, national parks, and federally owned land. They're going to do it there, too. Wow.
1: Well, we, there's nothing we can do. We can't escape it.
0: In local urban communities, there will be a cell tower approximately every 500 feet along every street. They're going to fry people's brains. Yeah, You're going to well, see a record number of brain are. tumors. They already
1: are. It's affecting people. It's making people sick. It makes people sick. It keeps you down.
0: Uh, the, FN, the FCC gave approval to SpaceX on March 29th to launch 4,425 satellites into low orbit around the Earth. Now 5G will use phased array antennas to shoot beams of radiation at cell phones. Now these satellites will use the same type of phased array antennas. Will be used as ground-based 5Gs. This means they will send tightly focused beams of intense microwave radiation at each specific 5G phone. Mm-hmm. The Earth will each at the Earth and each device will send a beam of radiation back to the satellite. This sounds like the scene in Ra- Raiders of the Lost Ark mm-hmm. when they popped open the Lost Ark and all this, uh, the the beams came out. And
1: burned the guy's face? No,
0: no. It, you know those beams, the light beams? Mm-hmm. And they they looked like glowworms and they were shooting through all the Nazis <laughs> before that little wormy guy with the hat melted.
1: Yes, <laughs> yeah. and
0: his And his eyes fell out like yeah, golf yeah. balls. I love that scene because I hated so that wormy funny. little shit. <laughs> Now, it says the rays of microwaves will, they will produce will be strong enough to pass through walls and human bodies.
1: It's not good. We already have too much.
0: They we said if it's strong much. enough to do this, then everyone with a 5G smartphone would have to stand outside when using them. This is insanity.
1: It is. So why are we getting it? Why can't we just have 4G? 4G is bad enough, by the way. 4G is unhealthy. These beams of
0: radiation will also be strong enough to pass through walls and human flesh such as head to reach the intended destination. This is nuts. Yeah, it is nuts. And they're
1: doing it. 5G. Oh, my God. It's going to be so much better. Now,
0: it says here, this means that if you are in a crowded location, such as an airport or on a train, there will be hundreds of invisible beams of radiation flying through the environment at the speed of light. Says he, when an ordinary electromagnetic field enters the body, it causes charges to move and currents to. But then, we, when currently short electromagnetic pulses enter the body, something else happens. It will re radiate the electromagnetic field and. S- oh, Jesus, this is terrible. Precursors they're talking about. Yeah, people are going to celebrate this. They they're celebrate gonna, it. They're going to fry this. It, this they
1: celebrate this happening. If you hear people talk about 5G, they talk about it being like such a great thing. This is the ignorance. This is the things that people just don't get. They're worried about the wrong Meanwhile, things. Meanwhile, we don't even have a microwave in our house. No, we got rid of it. Nope. We don't eat... I eat no meat. Tony rarely eats any meat. Like, we are not ingesting. We try to stay away from all this stuff. Like, people,
0: people's brains are not fried enough. Now yeah. we got to deal with this. No, you're
1: right. And we 4G is still is too much as well. Oh, God. Anyway, um, we enjoyed being with you. And we look forward to show 200 and 201. Uh, and we look forward to doing YouTube soon. We're working on that. And uh, we will be with you next
0: time. And by the way, this is Uncle Vlad saying, Senator Jeffrey Epstein is saying hello to all of you.
1: <laughs>
0: because he is now stashed with a sultan and a sheikh in Saudi Arabia.